This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. There's a big health concern developing in North America that we wanted to talk about today. A second person in the United States has now died after developing what looks like a severe lung illness. And this has had health officials in states all over you know, America scrambling to figure out what is going on. They believe now that it is somehow linked to vaping. Now, we know that also there has been this struggle to figure out what are the dangers of e-cigarette use. But now they also have this other issue that they're dealing with, the exact cause of these people who have died and dozens of others who've ended up in hospital. This particular victim, they're not saying how old they were, what their name was, uh, died in Oregon in July after using an e-cigarette or vaping device that also contained marijuana. That's according to the Oregon Health Authority. Meanwhile, here in Canada, Health Canada is saying people who vape should get medical attention right away if they have any concern that their electronic cigarettes are harming them. And they're saying that there's no sign in Canada right now of any of these kinds of lung problems that they're seeing in as many as 25 American states, but they are monitoring the situation. So let's talk about the situation here in BC. Joining us now is Dr. Bonnie Henry, BC's Provincial Health Officer. Dr. Henry, thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. Are are you concerned about these reports that we have been seeing? Uh, Absolutely. And we've been concerned about um, e-cigarette use, particularly in young people, since this started to become quite a fad within the last couple of years. And uh, we've had quite an increase in young people who are using um, vapes and uh, these different types of of e-cigarettes in the last couple of years so it has been a concern and it's um we we were concerned that we don't know that the long-term health effects of vaping and this uh what's happening in the united states has uh, has confirmed our our concerns around that okay so they've conser- confirmed your concerns and what are the next steps that we take here in bc do you think yeah, well, we've been uh, we've been working on this for some time. We are looking very carefully. Um, with we've been in contact with the Public Health Agency of Canada and the U.S. CDC, and we're looking to see if we have any cases similar here in BC and across Canada. And so far, we have not identified anybody. So it may be related to certain products that may or may not be available in Canada. But I think it is a warning sign to us that we don't know a lot of information about these uh, vaping and vaping devices, and there is a real risk to them. Right, but is that enough for us to, say, crack down on the industry? Um, Absolutely. I think there are a number of things we need to do. We have, um, Health Canada did put in some regulations. We think they need to go much further, particularly around the sale and distribution to young people and the marketing to young people. So restricting the flavors that are available. The only thing that um, I think these devices are useful for are for adults who are addicted to cigarettes and even then, the jury is we don't yet have a lot of evidence that they really do help. What I'm most concerned about is that young people are using them and becoming addicted to nicotine. And that can be um, a, a, a gateway, if you will, into using tobacco products. But we also know nicotine has effects on, on developing brains. And we we don't want 
young people to become addicted to nicotine. Is it possible, though, do you think, Dr. Henry, to rein this in now? Because it just it feels like the habit came out of nowhere, right? And is suddenly everybody is using it. Ken, is it possible to put it back in the box? Um, you know, I, I, that's a very good question. And it's always a challenge when the when things have become sort of renormalized, I guess, around smoking and around using these uh, these types of devices in public. Uh, I think that we are behind in, in making sure we can clamp down on these. But I also, you know, I'm I'm heartened when I talk to young people, even though many of them have started experimenting with these. We know young people experiment, and that's fine. But we also know they're they're smart, and they know when they're being manipulated. And that's the type of thing we're talking about now: the manipulative marketing and and helping uh, young people talk to each other and providing advice to parents and teachers and others about how to talk to young people about why they would use a vape and what it does for them and, you know, helping them see what some of the risks are. Is there any safe way to use this? Like all those illnesses in the United States, have they been able to narrow down like what the problem actually is? No, and, and that's the challenge. You know, the ingredients found in these vaping liquids can include a whole bunch of things like glycerol and uh, flavors, various levels of nicotine, sometimes very high levels of nicotine, and that in itself can cause symptoms. But they're proprietary, so there are contaminants in there. We know in some cases there's been heavy metals, um, and in, uh, in the United States, they're still trying to figure out what exactly is causing these, but there's there's just so much we don't know, and that's what the yeah. risky part. I guess my mind is kind of blown when you talk about some of the ingredients that are in these things. Like, how are we letting these things be for sale when it seems like there's so many questionable ingredients in there? Absolutely. I, I agree entirely. I mean, it's there's no medical benefit to these products. Um, people are using them as a as a nicotine hit or something. It's a habit forming, but we don't even know what's in them. And we know that uh, the low heat that is used in these, uh, they've had incidents, although rare, of, of some of these exploding and causing burns. And there's there's no positive side to, to these devices. So um, I'm a big supporter, as are my colleagues across the country, of trying to um, restrict use. And they should be used if they are effective for helping people stop cigarettes, which are more dangerous, um, then they should be treated as a medical device, a smoking cessation device, and be restricted in where they can be marketed. But it is a real challenge because these are mostly being marketed online. And, yeah, uh, it is, is it, illegal in this province to sell it to sell these products to anybody under the age of nineteen. But um, I hear from my the young people in my world that uh, it, they're really easy to get, and that people pass them down when they move on to a new um, product, and they give them to somebody, um, one of the younger people, and. Um, so I think we really need to to work at educating and providing young people with, and it's mostly young people that I'm concerned about. Obviously, adults can make their own choices about whether they use these products or not. But we we really want to give young people the tools to to understand and to say no for for things like vaping. So if somebody does buy this product then, Dr. Henry, if they're looking to buy this product, what should they look for? Like out of the information that's available, what are some things that they should look for to make sure they are playing it relatively safe? 
Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, we know that, that these products are regulated, so they should be ones that are approved for use, and Health Canada has come out with a regulatory framework for them. So um, not ones that are manufactured illegally or illegally um, brought into the country. So you they they can they do have a, a sign on them that they're approved for you. So those are the ones that at least we know there's been a good manufacturing product process. Um, and, and that's a step up from what we had a few years ago where we were getting a lot of um, products that were imported, mostly from China, I understand, um, where there was no sort of regulation or oversight of the production. So that's an important piece. Yeah. But um, and you know the ones that uh, people are um, manipulating to be able to add cannabis oils and other things to are also much more dangerous because they're not then being used in the in the way that they were um, manufactured to be used. It's, so ama- it's, it's amazing though, Doctor Henry, isn't it? The willingness that human beings seem to have for taking up bad habits that come out of nowhere. <laughs> Well, it's true. And yeah, these really, um, really appeal to young people. And, you know, most of the products now are owned by big tobacco companies who see this as a way to um, get young people addicted to um, using something like this to the feeling of, of smoking. And yeah. when I talk to, to to young people, I say, you know, that's where my big concern is. I ask them why they're interested in these. And um, you know, there's a lot of anxiety out there, and in ways that are, I think, quite different from when I was younger. And they, you know, they talk about um, how this helps them relax and concentrate and things like that. So I think we need to do better at supporting young people that to feel that they can um, rely on other things other than chemical yeah. devices to help them um, get through anxiety and and the stresses of being a young person. Yeah, one would hope, right? Dr. Henry, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. That is Dr. Bonnie Henry, BC's Provincial Health Officer.